Okay, guys, hello and welcome back to the Do The Work podcast. It's Dale here, the Do The Work coach, and we have arrived at episode number 50. It's been a little bit of a a long ride over the past, what's nearly 12 months it's taken me to get through to episode 50. So averaging one episode a week, I didn't quite know how to present this episode, whether to get somebody to come in and interview me, uh, what topic to discuss, but I've decided... um, and I think it's fairly topical based on the last 12 months that we've experienced with COVID. And we're hopefully, fingers crossed, coming out of the other side of it. Um, and this episode, I want to talk to you about the lessons from lockdown. Now, there's a hell of a lot of lessons that I could cover here, but I've chosen five. And these are five lessons that are very um, personal to me. Um, but I think um, the content will hopefully help you and you'll get some nuggets from it as well. But before we get into that, I just wanted to say a huge Thank you for those that have subscribed, reviewed, listened to, shared, fed back on um, all of the episodes that you've listened to so far. We've had some amazing guests over the first 50 episodes, and I hope there's going to be another 50, 100, 150, 200 episodes to come with some more amazing guests as well. Um, And that wouldn't be possible without you guys listening in, you guys sharing it, you guys feeding back um, and letting me know what you want to hear about and of course telling more people about it to allow me to grow the podcast so just a massive um, thank you to you Um, and I just ask you to please to continue to do that that's going to allow me to make this a worthwhile process to continue to be able to deliver these podcasts to you um, to give you content hopefully that's really useful that you can go away and apply Um, and that's the main thing I want to deliver in these in these episodes I don't want to fill them with filler and jargon and all that kind of stuff. I try and keep them fairly fairly short, fairly sharp, very informative with lots of takeaway little nuggets, which is why today I'm here, episode 50, to talk about. Um, I've actually got six. So I'm going to talk, talk you through six um, lessons from lockdown. I'm going to give you a little bit on each one, some examples on how it's helped me um, and how it's going to help me shape um, my future, if you will, um, when we're coming out of lockdown, which is hopefully uh, the release of this episode. Um, very, very soon the gyms are set to reopen. Uh, I've got the restart session booked in with my clients, which is where we're going to literally reset, restart, re-goal set um, for the next three months to make sure they're all set up and ready to go. And if, by the way, you're listening to this and you're feeling a little bit lost and you don't know what to do with regards to the gyms reopening, you've packed on a few pounds and you need some help, then drop me a message because you can join my team, my winning team that have done amazing throughout lockdown the results they're going to get when lockdown is open is going to be even better. So if you want to be part of that team, part of that winning team, um, just drop me a DM and we can have a little bit of a chat. But as for today, I want to get on with today's episode. So lesson number one is we had two options um, when lockdown hit and throughout lockdown and when we're going in and out of lockdown throughout. And I know in the UK we've been in it for pretty much the whole thing. Um, certainly in Preston, not been out of tier three uh, where we are in the northwest of the UK. Um But for me, you could either thrive or you could survive. And we could look at that in the sense of your career. We can look at that in the sense of your weight loss um, and just your overall well-being and management of COVID and how you've got through it, basically. Um, And I'm pleased to say that this is not for me to share, you know, I've done this, I've done that. I'm just sharing a message here. But I'm pleased to say that I made the decision to thrive. I made some big decisions in lockdown. I made some big investments, which I'll get to um, into my business into my life Um, I made a big investment into this podcast for example I've delivered 50 episodes now Um, that's a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of planning a lot of editing Um, 
But the biggest thing that I made, I did is that I decided I was going to go into full-time PT um, and I was going to drop a full-time job, which I really enjoyed doing, um, but it just wasn't serving me in terms of being able to really sort of, you know, achieve the goals that I want in terms of helping the most amount of people with, with their goals, um, which is essentially why I do what I do. And what it led for people to do is they needed to adapt. And how I like to put this, you either adapted or you perished. So businesses either adapted or they perished. They either, they either thrived or survived, as I say, as well. Um, and me personally, I've, I've thrived. You know, my business has thrived because of um, the energy that I've put into it, um, because of the drive that I've had and because of the work that I've done. And I'm a big believer that at the end of the day, hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. Now, there is an element to you need to be working hard in the right places. You need to have some level of knowledge, experience and understanding of where to channel that hard work. So just flapping your wings around and kind of hoping for the best isn't necessarily a good strategy. So, you know, there is a little bit of method in the madness in the sense of hard work paying off. But, you know, if you make a decision, if you made a decision in lockdown to thrive or survive, and I'm sure you did that with something in your life, maybe you didn't do it with everything, but maybe, you, you know, you got your head down and stuck into your career and you made some promotions or you made a change in job or you, you know, you're now on a higher salary or you've got more responsibility. Maybe you thrived in the sense of the way that you looked after your fat, your family, your kids. Um, you had to adapt in the way that you supported your children. They were homeschooling. So there's for you, there's messages to be found there as well. So have a little bit of a think. Maybe get out some pen and paper now and think, well, where did I thrive? In which areas did I thrive in? And how's that make me feel? Because you'll you'll feel that there's been some level of success. It's important to look over these past 12 months and not think it's a year wasted because it's very easy to do that. And I've done that quite a few times. I think I've lost a year of my life. I love to go on trips away. I love to go abroad. I love, you know, little city breaks, weekends away. I haven't been able to do that. Um, I haven't been able to celebrate my 30th birthday. Not that I really like sort of being the center of attention, but um, I haven't been able to do that. So it's easy to say it's a year wasted. But if I look deeper and go, well, actually, where did I thrive? Well, my business thrived. Um, therefore, I'm helping more people. Those people are getting results. As a result of that, yes, financially, that's put me in a better position, um, which continues to put me in a better position to help more people. Um, so there are areas where maybe you struggled and perished, and there'll be areas where you maybe thrived. Um, and it's important just to break down and make sure you recognize those areas that you did thrive in, whether that be supporting the kids at home, your job may, may or may not have been your weight loss. Um, but have a little think and have a little look about where did you thrive? Where did you survive? And what lessons have you learned from that? You can take back into the world starting to open up. So how can you continue to thrive in those areas and the areas that you're not happy with how you performed in? How can you um, how can you improve that? How can you make that better? And again, pen to paper here and maybe hitting pause on the podcast might be a good little tool for you to do. Um, another thing where I've sort of thrived as well, I took the decision um, and I did a podcast about this some months ago to get a handle on my health, my own health and fitness. My own health and fitness took a little bit of a, a nosedive, so to speak. The style of training didn't really support how I wanted to look aesthetically. A lot of sort of uh, home workouts, which were kind of lots of jumping around and cardio and things like that, just to keep active. Um, not too much focus on my food led me to back in November, sort of looking at myself in the mirror and going, I'm not happy with that. I've survived through this period, but I, I've not thrived. My training, my nutrition, the way I look and the way I feel, I haven't thrived with it. 
that's an area of my life that I wanted to work on. So I decided to flip that. And in December, I made a commitment to do a photo shoot, which the recording of this episode is in just over two weeks time. At the release, it'll be just over in a week's time. Um, and that was something for me to really get my teeth stuck into and invest my time and energy into. So I didn't get distracted with all the negativity that's around. And that's something that really helped and worked for me. And I'm in better shape than I've ever been. Um, and I feel good for it. The last week or two weeks are a little bit tough when I'm getting close to the photo shoot. I'm going to keep you guys updated with the progress on that. I'll post the photos out when I've uh, had them taken and had them edited and sent back over. Um, I'm going to be doing a podcast interview to talk about my journey with that because it's been an interesting one. Um, all about how hard it's been to stick to the diet, um, all how easy in parts, uh, the habits, the training, um, the sleep, everything. I want to share with you guys the whole story to give you a little bit of clarity on what it's really like and what it really takes to get in um, the shape that I'm going to be in um, and the shape that I'm in in a few weeks. And I'm hopefully going to get somebody to come in to interview me on my own podcast. But there's just a few little examples of how I've gone through periods of thriving and surviving. And I just want you to identify in your own life where have you thrived, where have you survived, and what you're going to do about that when the world opens up. Are you going to be able to continue to do that? Are there going to be distractions? Are there going to be things that make it easier for you to crack on with that? It all depends. But again, pen to paper, I recommend you just have a little look at that. So lockdown lesson number one was thrive or survive or adapt or perish. Number two is surround yourself with winners. The conversation is different. Right at the start of the last lockdown, I decided that I was going to get back in touch um, with a couple of people that I met um, at IFS in 2019. You've heard, if you've listened to my podcast, listened to the lives and my content and came to the seminar, you'll know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Krabby and I'm talking about James. All right. Um, and we since then have created a bond that I've never really had before. It's been a bit of a weird kind of bubble type thing because I've met them once in person, which is now in 2019, nearly two years ago. And I haven't seen them in person since. But over the past 12 months, we've developed a really close relationship where we've held what essentially is a mastermind where we've met up each week. Um, we've talked about our wins. We've talked about our struggles. We've supported each other um, throughout this entire process. Um, and that's led on to us doing a seminar and raising nearly 700 pounds for mental health. That's led on to all of us making substantial investments into our businesses and all of us still managing to make sure that our businesses have adapted and then thrived in this situation. And that's happened because we have set ourselves around each other, all very, very similar in terms of character, the way we approach business, the way we approach health and fitness, which I think is important. Um, you know, if you get people that are like you and the most important thing is you need to find people that are on the same journey as you. This is why community is so, so important. And this is why over the past 12 months, people have craved for community. People have craved for it, even if it's virtual community in the sense of doing Zooms, keeping in contact through social media um, and all the different means of communication that we've had available to us, which you know would have, wouldn't have been here 20 years ago, maybe um, even 10, 15 years ago, the ability to do it so freely and easily. Um, and, I've been able to keep in contact with those two people who have dramatically changed the way that I think um, about getting people in your team, getting people in your corner. Um, and that's made me realize how important it is for my clients and the community aspect. And I now see the value that they get from the community that I've created. Um, but at the end of the day, they continue to create that community themselves. And I facilitate that 
they support and help each other in the same way that I do with Krabby and James and they do with me and vice versa in the other way. And now we've got Annika, who's an amazing sports psychologist um, inside our team. So it's not just the lads anymore. We've got um, a little bit of feminine uh, feminine touch in there, which probably brings us back down to level a little bit as well. Um, and some of the content she provides is amazing. Um, and if you've not checked that out yet, be sure to check that out. She did the seminar with us and she'll be doing the next seminar with us where it's going to be Manchester. It's going to be face-to-face. Um, the date's been confirmed for Saturday, the 11th of September. So stay tuned for that. But going back to the lesson here, so surround yourself with winners. The conversation is different. If you think about the people that you spend the most time with, are they serving your goal? Are they supporting you or are they hindering you? Are they pulling you back down to their level or are they bringing you up to their level? That's why it's good sometimes to surround yourself with people that are above you. Surround yourself with people that have already, excuse me, already achieved what you are seeking, which is why masterminds are so good because you're around people at the different stages, different levels, and you can listen, learn, watch, um, and start to implement what they're doing into your life, into your business, into your health and fitness, into your weight loss, whatever it is. And by doing that, as I've said, the conversation is different. It's not negative. It's not, I can't, I won't, I don't know how. It's, how do I do this? I want to do this. Can you help me with this? Can you support me with this? Or simply just sharing your wins or sharing your struggles. And it's so, so powerful. But if you have a little look at the circle around you, the average of the five, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And if a few of those people are dragging you down, encouraging you to stay with your old habits, you need to have a think about how you spend the time with them and how much you listen to those people because they are impacting your ability to make progress with what it is that you want to achieve. I'm not saying cut out all of the negative people in your life, but I'm saying sit with winners, sit with people that are on the same mission, that have the same drive, that have the same ambition as you and ideally have the same goal as you. And it's why I talk about the community that I have with my clients so much because it's been so powerful and so supportive. And there's so many events that I can't wait to do in person when we're allowed. We're going to be doing group walks. We're going to be doing boot camps. We're going to be doing boxing sessions. We're going to be doing stayovers. We're going to be going to Dublin and getting drunk together. We're going to be doing all these things to continue to grow those relationships between everyone um, and increase that support structure so that people know that they've got people there in their corner supporting them on the same goal, trying to do the same things. And it's so, so powerful. So I urge you to, if you haven't already done this, to sit with winners and get people that are on the same goal and the same path as you. Number three, we are more adaptable than you think. When this first came in, gym short, we had to start washing our hands all the time. We had to do all these wacky, crazy things, wear face masks, wear gloves, even when we we're going shopping that we'd never had to do before. And at first it felt incredibly strange and kind of frustrating, kind of difficult and just out of the norm that we're used to. And it shows because we are just habitual creatures. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, over 40% of the things that we do day to day are automated or on autopilot. We do them without thinking about them. So when we had to change and completely change the way that we did things, that was difficult. And it's difficult to accept change at first. And this is what happens when you go on a weight loss journey. This is what happens when you do the do the work program. This is what happens when you start coaching with me and you, I take you outside of your comfort zone. The initial takeoff of the rocket takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of 
change for you to start to implement it and see the benefits. But in time, we've shown that we're very, very adaptable. And we just wear face masks now in the shops. We wash our hands more now. We don't go out as much. We socially distance automatically. And some people get a bit weird if you, you know, accidentally come inside their little box, if you will, because they've been programmed, they've adapted to the new way that things are right now or the way that things are right now. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll change back. We don't know, but it shows how adaptable we are. So when you're thinking about the requirement to change and what it takes, just remember about the previous times and the previous things that have happened in your life and think, well, actually I am more adaptable than I give myself credit for. Look at how I adapted to the new situation with COVID and I'm still doing it a year on and now it just becomes a habitual and part of my life. But at first, when you think I need to change the way I eat, I need to reduce the amount I drink, I need to exercise more, I need to walk more, whatever it is, you immediately think and meet it with resistance because it's a difficult thing to do. And you think that you can't change and you think that you can't adapt because it takes a lot of energy. But the truth is, and the reality is that you can, and you've proved it to yourself time and time again. So if you listen to this, having a little bit of doubt about are you going to be able to adapt to going back to the gyms and the world open up? You absolutely are. You are adaptable. We as humans are the most adaptable things on the planet. And we have been for thousands of years, which is why we are the dominant species here. We are very, very adaptable and we are more adaptable than we give ourselves credit for. And we need to lean into that. We need to lean into that change because where there's change, there's growth. Where we stay the same and don't change, we decline. And I honestly think we get 1% worse. I've talked about this a few times. I've talked about this on a seminar. Are you getting 1% better or are you getting 1% worse and, and each day? And the only way that you can get 1% better is to lean into the resistance to move away from your comfort zone. Comfort zone gives you pain if you stay in there because you don't change and you experience all the pains and downsides of staying where you are. And it's also painful to move out of your comfort zone because it's change and it's challenge. So which one do you want? Because it's going to be hard either way. You can have it hard by experiencing all the pains and downsides and emotions for staying where you are and never achieving anything. Or you can have the pains of coming out of your comfort zone, um, working through that, adapting, go for that initial change that's painful, but experience the long-term benefit. So again, the big lesson here is we are more adaptable than we think. We are more adaptable than we give ourselves credit for. And we need to remember those times when we're going into these new situations, when we've got these ideas about goals, but we know it's going to require change. We need to remember that we've adapted before. I've been reading a book, uh, I say reading, I've been listening to a book, listening to an audio book. Uh, David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Unbelievable, incredibly, incredibly uh, inspirational human being. If you haven't listened to his book, I recommend you listen to it rather than read it because they do little um, kind of like mini podcasts at the end of each chapter and stuff like that. And it's just so eye-opening. Um, and he talks about a tactic that he uses to, um, to overcome um, hardship, to overcome resistance. When he's about to do a task that's incredibly difficult, um, he's got a few different tactics. I'm going to give you one now that he uses. It's called the cookie jar tactic. Uh, and it dates back to when he was uh, younger and his mom used to buy all different types of cookies and there'd be all different types of cookies in a cookie jar. And he'd pick one out and have a look at it and see which one he's got, what it looked like, et cetera, et cetera. And what he says is when you're coming up with something that's 
requiring change, requiring adaptability. It's got resistance. Um, it's an obstacle. All you need to do is go back to a time in your life when you overcame something that was tough. So an example would be you overcame the change from COVID and you're still here. You survived. Maybe you thrived as well. So using that knowledge and experience that you've managed to get through such a tough and challenging thing before, you use that exact energy and go, well, I've got through that, so I'm going to take this on no problem. It might be that you remember doing a horrendously gruesome workout one time that had 100 burpees, a three-mile run, and 200 press-ups in or something, and you managed to get through that. Or maybe you had an injury whilst you were doing a 10K race or a 5K race, and you managed to finish it. Maybe you had a really challenging time at work. There'll be so many things that you've done and come through on the other side. And these are essentially your cookies. And then when you come up against this particular challenging or what you perceive to be a challenging thing, you dip your hand into the cookie jar, you choose out one of those things that you've done and you go, I've done that before. I've faced hardship before. I can do this no problem. Let me get the energy from that. I'm going to put it into this. So that's just a good little tactic, the cookie jar tactic. But I would recommend listening. David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me, Audible, amazing, worth every penny or credit or however it is that you're going to purchase it. So moving on to number four, daily habits are the secret to success. Now, I could go into detail of this, talking with regards to sleep, with regards to food, with regards to all different elements and aspects of your daily habits. I talked briefly before in the episode that over 40% of things we do daily are habits. We will have picked up some new habits in lockdown, whether that be drinking during the week. We all did it at the start on the all the Zoom quizzes and things like that, and it became a little bit of a habit. It might be that you started snacking at a particular time because you were working from home. It might be that you developed a habit to not, to not exercise. It might be that you developed a good habit to go for a walk every day. And we had the beautiful weather outside last year. Um, everybody was on the parks. The parks were full. It was amazing to see. They're not full anymore. People aren't walking as much anymore. Those habits have disappeared. They've allowed them to disappear because maybe the weather's not set for it and they've got a little bit bored. Um, but what you do consistently over time is what will deliver you the results. And what I like to say is, what you do today doesn't matter. But what you do every day for a year, three years or five years, matters more than what you could know for your habits. And I'll say that again. What you do today doesn't matter. But what you do every day for a year matters more than you could know. Because that's where your habits come in. And if you can train your brain to make it easier for you to do the things that you need to do, e.g. exercise, eat nutritionally, uh, walk enough, um, sleep at the right time, uh, make sure you're doing stress reducing techniques and whatever it is that you need to do to make your life better, you have to make that a habit. You have to make it a daily action because if you don't leave, you're leaving it to chance and your brain is better set to choosing one of the other things that you're basically making yourself do each day. If that's having a drink at night, if that's having big portions, if that's not exercising, if that's going to bed at a silly o'clock because you're watching another Netflix series. Everything you do, you are building habits. You're training your brain to continually do that thing. So if you do that for a few nights, your brain goes, okay, this is a cool habit loop. It, they get something out of it, so they feel good for watching Netflix late at night, so we're going to continue to do it. If you instead put that focus and energy into the habits that are going to be more positive, 
and more congruent to be in line with your goal, you make your life easier because your brain's job is to make things easier. But if you're choosing things that make your life harder to train your brain with, you're making your life harder. If you choose things to train your brain with that make your life easier, you're making your life easier and your decisions easier. Just something to think about. The habits that you set will dictate the quality of life that you're going to have, you know, your ability to achieve your goals, make progress and continue to grow. And you get a choice in that. You get a decision in what those habits are. So you've got an opportunity with what I would call the restart. I'm calling that this to my clients when the gyms are reopening. You've got an opportunity to build some solid foundations with new habits. Again, you've got a new opportunity. It's time, hopefully, for you to drop these bad habits that you've picked up during COVID and reset and restart them and reset habits that are more congruent with your goal to give you the success that you need with your habits. Okay. I've been for a lot so far. This is a fairly long episode uh, for me on my own. Hopefully you're not sick of my voice. I've got two more to go, um, but it's episode 50. So it makes sense to do quite a long episode. Um, hopefully this is useful for you. Hopefully this is useful. Um, number five, investing in your growth and progress increased or investing in my growth and progress increased performance fivefold. So essentially the, the lesson here is that you should invest in your growth and progress or a better way to explain it. Now I've done that in the sense of investing time. I talked about investing time into this podcast. I don't know how many hours it's probably been. I don't want to know. Um, I've invested an incredible amount of time working long weekends, studying. And most importantly out of this, I have put skin in the game. I've invested financially a hell of a lot of money into courses throughout lockdown. Courses, business mentors, coaches, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I guess I would probably say it's around the mark of getting close to 10 grand. I would I would say May, maybe it's a little bit less than that, but it's somewhere between the five and 10K mark that I've invested because I know the return over time is going to be worthwhile. But putting aside the financial return over time, what it does is when you put skin in the game is it gives you accountability. It provides you with another reason to do what you said you were going to do. And even more so if it's a large sum of money, some money that you don't care about, if it's a small sum of money like $5.99 for Netflix or like $8.99 for Audible or Amazon Prime or whatever it is, you don't notice it. It's just a direct debit that comes out of your account. But if you make a big initial investment, you notice that, right? You notice that coming out of your account. And all of a sudden, you're committed. You're financially committed to doing what you said you were going to do. And there's nothing like financial commitment to get you to do that. And James, Krabby, both have done exactly the same thing to get their results. Because they know that investing financially keeps them in the game keeps the head in the game and they have to make it work. You've got no choice. You put yourself in a situation where you have to make it work. If you listen to this and you've put some COVID kilos on, as we would say, uh, as we would say over lockdown, you've let yourself go, you've just survived or perished and you haven't made investment into your health and fitness, ask yourself, why not? There's been money saved from not going to pubs, restaurants, holidays, 
although the economy is not in a great place, I think people have had more disposable income. If you haven't invested into your health and fitness, how can you expect it to get better? If you haven't made substantial investment into your health and fitness, in terms of learning and educating, but buying the accountability off a coach like me, who's got results that you can see throughout Instagram, Facebook, speaking to my clients, what is it that's holding you back from doing that? It's important for me to share with you that I invest because I want you to see that I understand, for you to hear that I understand the value of investing and how it's helped me and completely changed the landscape for me. Yes, financially, my business is probably growing fivefold from when I was doing it part-time in terms of the amount of people that I'm working with, in terms of the financial return, and in terms of the quality of life that I'm living because of that, not just financially, but in the sense of overall well-being and the way it's triggered me to continue to want more success and more growth. Investing encourages me and motivates me to be better. And as I've said, once you've got skin in the game, once you've made that investment, you're more likely to do it. And the bigger that investment is, the more likely you are to do it. I've talked about it before. Clients that maybe have one session a week or want to pay the cheapest possible possible amount for PT are usually the ones that perform the worst. The clients that pay the most tend to be the ones that perform the best because they've got the most skin in the game. And you might say, hey, well, it comes down to affordability. And I might say back, well, I put myself in a precarious position when I invested my money into my investment because I knew I needed to do that to get the result. I knew I needed to put myself in an uncomfortable position, a painful position, in order to get the result I wanted. And if you don't put yourself in a painful position, you won't get the result that you want. I'm confident of that. You need to invest the right amount of money that makes you feel uncomfortable, that makes you accountable, that makes you do the work pun intended. Strongly, strongly believe that investing in your health and fitness is the way forward. It's why I've got a coach. I heard over lockdown, if you don't have a coach, then you must not believe in coaching. And I was like, whoa, that's powerful. We should have a coach. We should be learning off people all the time. And you should be investing in your health and fitness. If you've got a goal and you haven't hit it and you can't achieve it on your own, it's not going to change by you not investing a decent sum of money into a decent coach with decent results. So invest in your growth and progress to achieve results you've never achieved before. Big lesson. Last one, number six. Having a mission and having a purpose is what will save you from boring, uninspiring mediocrity. I'll say that again. Having a mission and having a purpose is what will save you from being from being boring, uninspiring, and settling for mediocrity. Most people in life settle. They've sat in the same job for a very long time, on the same income, in the same house, living Monday to Thursday and then getting to Friday and enjoying the weekend and then hating the idea of going to work on Monday. And they settle for that. I'm not about that life. It's not what I coach my clients. It's not how I live. I don't want to live like that. So how do you get out of that? Well, you get out of that by having a mission and a purpose. 
And my mission and purpose is to help as many people as I possibly can to drop weight, improve the mindset and transform their lives in every area imaginable. I don't just want to teach people to lose weight. I want to teach people to upgrade the mindset. I want to teach people to have more confidence. I want to teach people to be more ambitious and go after the things that they really want. That's what my coaching is about. It's not just about weight loss. And you might hear me tag that on Instagram sometimes as well, because often it can get lost and it can be weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Yes, but what does that weight loss provide? That's my mission. That's my purpose. Yes, that provides me with a life that's better than it was in terms of where I am financially. But the thing that drives me is the messages that I get off other people saying, you've changed my life. So what is it that drives you to do what you're doing? And if there's nothing there, there's nothing that's really driving you, it's no wonder that you're just looking forward to the weekend. So this is pen and paper time again. Get it out. Think about it. What is it that you want to get out of bed for every morning? Might be your kids providing the life that you want for your kids or your partner. It could be that. It might be that you need to achieve your health, your health and fitness goals and your weight loss goals so that you can live long and pain-free like we were talking about in the last episode. To have the most amount of time with your kids, with your family, with without being a burden, without needing them to help and support you as you get older, not being able to get out of the bath, dress yourself and be reliant upon them. It might be that you can run around and play with your kids at weekend rather than being a slob sat there, being out of breath when you're just walking up the stairs. It could be anything. But if you don't get clear on what that mission and purpose is and what gets you out of bed every single day, then you'll not want to get out of bed. Then you'll live for the weekend. And that, in my opinion, is a miserable, uninspiring, mediocrative, if that's a word, life. So if you live in that, then it's time to get a mission. It's time to get a purpose. And that might be by grabbing the ball by the horns, first getting a hold of your health and fitness, because that can lean into so many other areas of your life. And as I say, that's what I do. So lesson number six is have a mission, have a purpose that will save you from being bored in, from boredom and uninspiring mediocrity. Or in other words, have a mission and a purpose that's going to get you out of the bed in the morning and get you to do what it is that you've been put on this earth to do. Because I promise you, it's not Monday to Friday, working, not enjoying your job, saying you're going to lose weight and then never doing it, living for the weekend, getting drunk, feeling hungover and doing it all again on Monday, feeling rubbish till Wednesday, waiting for the weekend, doing it all again. It's your cycle. So what is it? What's your mission? What's your purpose? What are you getting out of bed for? Get clear on that. And we get into the restart when the world opens up. Set some crazy, stupid goals that scare you. And then come and speak to me and tell me what them goals are. And let me help you and coach you to achieving them goals. Because that's what we do inside the Do The Work Army. That's what my clients are doing day to day, week in, week out. And you can be a part of it if you want. So, guys, episode 50. We're done. Six lessons, quick recap. Lesson one, did you thrive or survive? And can you find the areas where you did thrive? Find the positives, put pen to paper. Number two, surround yourself with winners. The conversation is different. So think about who you are. You're the average of the five people around you and you spend the most time with. Number three, we are more adaptable than you think. Think about the cookie jar mentality. What have you achieved before that was tough, that convinces you that you can face what's in front of you? 
Number four, daily habits are the secret to success. What you do every day and train your brain to make your life easier, not harder. Number five, invest in your growth and progress. Number six, find a purpose that gets you out of bed in the morning and that takes you away from boring, uninspiring mediocrity. Guys, there's one to six. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the 50 episodes so far. I hope this one's been useful. I hope it's been insightful and I hope it's been inspiring as well. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on this. There's going to be more episodes coming very, very soon. New topics, new guests. Um, I'm going to be talking about my journey and my photo shoot. There's lots to come. Please continue to share this with people that you think would find it worthwhile. If I can impact more lives, then that makes my life more fulfilling and allows me to continue to achieve my mission. So please screenshot it, send it to a friend, tag them in it. There'll be someone you know that would find at least one of these episodes useful, at least one of these points that I've discussed today useful. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please head over to the review section. Leave me a five-star review. Again, this allows me to grow the podcast, continue to reach more people and just make it worthwhile for me to continue to do this. So thank you for tuning in. I'll speak to you all very soon. I hope you have a great restart into what, let's call it the new world. The world that we know a little bit better. Beer gardens are coming back. The gyms are reopening. Life's going to get better. I hope you have a great April. I hope you have a great restart. And please, please, please reach out. Let me know how you're getting on. And if you want me to help you on your mission with your goals, drop me a DM and let's get started. Take care. Peace out.